What is going on? <clears throat> Holy cow, I hope this gets at least two listens. It's been so damn long since I've even done this. I uh, pretty much forgot how to do half this stuff. I've been on the uh, LMK text getting advice from my uh, old Mark and Ty on how to even record this thing. It hasn't been that long, but gosh damn it, I tell you what, I'm glad I'm back. Before we get started, let me just remind you that even though I've been slacking, I am still a proud member of LMK. That is this podcast. <clears throat> that is M, Mr. Mark Youngblood's Pick 4 podcast. He's actually done a couple episodes lately solo, which I know he doesn't love to do. But man, I tell you, they, they're fantastic. Just like he never missed a beat. But he is recording all the way up from uh, Battleground, Washington. Yes, that's right. Mr. Mark Youngblood decided to leave the West Texas area, pack up with his uh, his other half and their amazing son, Mr. Harrison, and they drove three days to get to just the other side of Portland, Oregon. Why, you may ask? Because why the hell not was pretty much their answer. They wanted to do it. They got balls and they said, fuck it, let's go. Lubbock's not going anywhere. Our friends are definitely not going anywhere. Let's go. Let's try it out. Let's adventure. From the sounds of it, from speaking with him and Mindy as they are having a blast, learning the lingo down there, learning the ways of life. He did say the word y'all the other day on his podcast, and we got a little excited when he said y'all, so I'm assuming y'all's not a, not a thing up north. If he comes back saying use guys or youans or yuns, I don't know what they say up there, use, then we're going to have a problem. Stick to the y'all, buddy. <clears throat> I love you, and I miss you. And gosh damn it, I'm proud of you, bud. And don't forget the K. Mr. Ty King, his legs have got to be so sore, or his back has to be so sore from carrying this team. Ty has uh, had an episode almost every single week. Why Mark and I are busting out one about every six to eight months. So, well, I mean, about once every year. He is just rolling and blowing Mr. Ty King. We're proud of you with the Win Loser Ty podcast. Um, he's like official with uh, gear. People wear shirts and hoodies from all over the country. So, way to go, Ty. Proud of you, buddy. I love listening to your episodes. <clears throat> Always go back and listen to any other episodes, but for my fellow friendship uh, alum, Ty actually interviewed Tyler Lyons a couple, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago. Um, it's long-winded, but it's really cool. You hear Tyler talking about kind of his way up <clears throat> through high school sports, which just all of y'all remember he was a stud there, but he actually played uh, Major League Baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals, for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the New York Yankees. Blech. Super cool to say that we walked the halls with that guy. He's still as humble as he ever was. Uh, listening to that podcast just kind of solidified to me what type of person I always knew he was back in high school. So that was a cool episode. Go check that one out. Give uh, Ty and Mark some love. Uh, you can find us. We've got our own Instagram LMK page, LMK2021 on Instagram. Uh, you can find Marcus Pick Four Podcast on Instagram. Ty, Win Loser Ty, that's T Y E on Instagram. Find me on Having Said That LG on Instagram. Uh, Mark's like made us a website and stuff. Link in bio. That is Instagram. I'm pretty sure that's the correct terminology on that one. Anyways, 
So a little about me. Today is actually Friday, February 3rd, which if you know me, you know this is my 36th birthday. 36 years old. I remember not too long ago when I thought 36 was old, but damn it, it's sure not. Um, like I don't consider you old really till you get to about to be about the age of 48. 48-ish for some reason stick it out in my head to say you're old. Um... Anyways, I'm sitting in the closet now. I need to think of a better term. So Mark is recording his new episodes from The Bunker. Ty has been recording from The Parlor. And I am sitting in my new walk-in closet because I thought the acoustic sounded pretty good. I'm going to call it The Closet till someone tells me a better name. I'm open for up for it. And ha, 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 leave the coming out of the closet jokes alone. Those are probably a little... A little outdated. We get it. Um. <clears throat> anyways, I kind of just wanted to talk about things I've learned in life over the past uh, 36 years and how things have changed. First of all, we have moved recently. My wife and I went on the crazy, dumb, fun, stupid, amazing adventure of deciding to do a custom-built house. Anybody out there thinking about building a home, um, I would highly advise that you rethink that. Not really. I love this house. Um, it's cool because every aspect of it, from the colors to the tiles to all that good stuff, is what we picked out. It's not something we walked into a house like, oh, that's pretty cool. There's nothing in this house that we don't love because we picked it all out. Word of, it of advice, though, for real. And this is something I've learned along my 36 years, so this will kind of ease in probably to number one. You live and learn when you do things in life. Um my advice is if you're going to get a house built, first of all, get you an agent. A lot of people think you don't need one, and I assure you, your builder will try to tell you you do not need one. That is to save him or her a lot of money. Get you an agent. It is no different than buying a house. You are still buying a property, and it belongs to the builder until you buy it. Get you an agent. Um, he doesn't even know I'm doing this, but shameful plug, Mr. Andy Mazzolini, who was a guest on the show at the very beginning. If you're not using him, you're living under a rock. Trust me now, believe me later. I would also recommend that you do not sign papers with a builder until you ask this person if you get to see along the way where your money is going. And if he or she is one of those builders that say, I'm sorry, I don't do that, which is very common, by the way. My advice to you is to say that I'm going to take my business elsewhere and you take your business elsewhere. I'm not going to get into details on my life. And what we had to deal with, but I will tell you that the last three days of closing on this house was the most stressful, most trying times I've ever dealt with in my life. And it was supposed to be one of the most fun times in my life. We wound up having to spend a little bit more money than we planned on, all because of the builder's wording, um, lack of receipts, we shall say. Um, it was a live and learn lesson for us. We gladly did it because we love this house and we're glad we are. But I'm just giving some advice. Do not build with a builder that will not tell you where every penny is going. Take that at its word. Let's move on, shall we? So some things I've learned. Like I said, today is my 36th birthday. I've learned gifts. I don't need them. Nothing is cooler than like receiving a gift, especially if it's an unexpected gift. But there comes a time, at least in my life, that I've realized 
I enjoy memories better than things. I've got things. I've got lots of things that I don't even need. I've got tons of things that I need and lots of things that I want. Very happy with all my things. My things that I really kind of give me the warm and fuzzies if it's a true gift. I love cooking stuff. I've become, I would say, pretty damn good in the kitchen over the last five plus years. And I love gadgets and I love smoking stuff. <laughs> okay. I love smoking meats in my smoker, not the other smoking stuffs. Um, and I love bourbon stuff, bourbon related stuff. Obviously a good allocated bottle is always high up on the list, but a cool glass or a smoker kit that you can smoke your cocktails. I'm that kind of guy. Those are fun gifts. But what I really enjoy is spending time with friends and loved ones. Um, that sounds cheesy, but hey, let's all go out and get a cocktail. That's as good of a gift to me. If you're giving me your time and coming to spend time with me, that's a great gift. Um, we're doing this year, and I've requested no gifts from the kids. I can guarantee they're going to get them because I've got three amazing kids that love to uh, to give. But we're doing something tomorrow on Saturday, the day after my birthday. I'm cooking at the house. We're just going to hang out, goof off, laugh, and that's my birthday present. That's what I wanted, and that's what I'm going to get. I didn't ask for things. I remember used to wanted a whole list of all sorts of crazy stuff. Am I saying I'm not grateful for when I get them? Hell no. I love that shit. But memories are more. What my wife and I started doing for anniversaries, for Christmases, over the past couple of years is we don't do gifts for each other, even on anniversaries. Um, because we would rather take that money and go put it in the slot machine or the craps table in Vegas. Vegas is our happy place. That is where we go to wind down and... Our gift to each other is to make those memories in Vegas. And we always talk about the memories for years and years and years after we come home from Vegas. Sometimes we go other places, but Vegas is our place. <laughs> Gifts are things. Things come and go. Sometimes you lose things. Sometimes you break things. But I can tell you one thing. Memories will never go anywhere until we get to the age that we forget our memories. Um, I just thought that was interesting. I was thinking about that the other day. Reagan, my oldest child, asked me what I wanted for my birthday. And I said, uh, I want absolutely nothing. Let's just hang out. She told me she broke the rule and bought me a present, which I can't wait to see what it is. But I was just kind of at that moment, I was realizing I don't need things. I got things. Another thing that I uh, have learned over these last 36 years is the term friendship, I think, is used way too much. A friend. I'm not saying don't have acquaintances. Acquaintances are cool. Acquaintances are fun. But when I say, I'm sorry, that's gross. I'm taking a drink. Uh, friends, I'm talking about someone that you can rely on 24-7. If you call them at 2 in the morning, they're going to answer. Um, although Ty did call me at midnight the other night and FaceTime me and I was dead asleep and didn't answer. I noticed it the next morning, so maybe I'm a shitty friend, Ty. Apologize for that. Uh... But you know, like when you're in school and stuff, like, oh, my friend made the basketball team. I'm like, oh, really, your friend? Because you've never mentioned this person's name in the history of everness. That's not a friend. That's somebody you get along with, which I think that there's levels of this that are also important. But I'm talking about your true friend. They're few and far between. You learn the older you get who is a true friend and who is not. Some people are out to get you. Some people are to use you. Some people are just there for a short time, and I think that's okay. Um, but you need to learn... What the word friend is, and let's use it appropriately. And I'm not saying that to sound like a negative Nancy, but I've just learned that the older I've got, that the true friendships are few and far between. But damn it, once you find those, you hang on to those for dear life. 
Now I'm about to prove a point real quick to show you what a true friendship is. I'm going to tell you right now, I swear as God is my witness and those that know me know I don't lie. This is not staged. See if we can hear this. Ringing. Ringing. Yo. What's up, Mr. Mark Youngload? What you doing there, buddy? Driving gun. You know, I told my brother today because you know it is birthday that I said I woke up with sore bones. I guess this is our life for now on. <laughs> I am a re- I'm recording right now, so you are live on having said that podcast. Hey, uh, long-time listener, first-time <laughs> You're going, and I need you to because I'm an honest guy, but I feel like you're a very honest guy. So, just so my listeners know, did you know I'm calling you right now? Okay, there's a reason, ever, pretty much everness, there's a reason for this, you're going to listen to this episode, and you're going to get the warm and fuzzies, because I did just call, and after three seconds, you answered. Well, you're my guy, so you're one of two phone calls I'll probably always answer, and the other one is time. <laughs> same, <laughs> and he's about to get this same test. <laughs> yes. All right, buddy, well, listen to the episode when it releases, you'll know what we're talking about. All right. Love you, man. Miss you. Love you, man. Later. See ya. That was Mr. Mark Youngblood. I swear to you, he did not know. You know why I knew he would answer? Because he's my friend. Just proving a point. Hold on, guys. Now, this we'll see on this one. I knew it. Listen, man, I'm just going to tell you real quick. You're live on the air. I'm having said that. Okay. Tell tell my listeners what's up. Hey, uh, everybody, I'm glad you stuck around. What's up? I'm glad you're listening. And uh, I'm happy to still back. That's a great surprise. And happy birthday, Mr. Landry Griffin. Well, thank you, Ty. Listen, man, I might have called somebody else before this, and I didn't get a happy birthday from that person. Hey, there you go. You know what? That's what I'm saying, brother. So you, <laughs> I just real quick, because you're an honest guy, you're not going to lie to my to my listeners, right? Did you know I was calling you just now? Do what now? Did you know that I was fixing to call you? No, no, I just sat down to have lunch. I was uh, sitting there at Orlando's restaurant in Lubbock, Texas. I would not have answered. If, I mean, I answered the phone. I, if you call me, I'm answering the phone. That's exactly the response I knew I would get. I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what I'm doing, but listen to the episode when it drops, and you'll understand this conversation a little bit more. Well, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate the phone call. It's good to hear your voice. I miss you. We get to go have drinks or lunch sometime. Yeah, we need to, man. All right, yeah. I'm going to keep recording. Hey, happy, all right, happy birthday. Thanks, dude. Love you. All right, love you too. Bye. See ya. See, those are friends. That was Ty King. Um, I would call my wife right now, but she uh, is with the patient and probably would be annoyed that I was interrupting her. But that's okay. Anyways, the reason I say that is, is that's not to dis you know, put any disconnect between you and who you think is friends. Just watch who your friends are. I can tell you right now that are some that are out to get you. There are some that are, have other schemes in mind and will probably call you a friend and then stab you in the back as quick as they can. But the majority of them are mostly good people and we enjoy each other's company and you can come over and we can spend time together or you work together and you have a blast with these people. But that doesn't necessarily mean I just say in like, Find out who your friends are and make sure that they always know that they're your friends. 
Simple as that. Something I've learned along the way. Take it or leave it. Next one, jobs. I'm going to tell you right now, whoever's listening to this, if you're at work or if you're going to work, you're coming from work, whatever, you're expendable. Okay, Unless you have the term owner, president behind your name or in front of your name on your business card, I promise you you're expendable. And I don't mean that to sound like an a-hole, but the reason I bring that up is, and I was having to explain this to my oldest the other day, you owe nothing to your company other than your time when you are required to be there and to give it your all. A lot of people don't give it their all. That's on you. Whatever. I believe you're going to show up, do the best at what you can do. But the, what I mean is, is when you're off on a Saturday because it's your scheduled day off and your boss calls you and try to guilt you into coming to work, tell him or her no if you don't want to work. If you do, more power to you. Money's nice. Overtime's even nicer. You're expendable. I know we all want to feel like we're not. I, in my heart, believe sometimes like, damn, ain't nobody ever going to replace me at my job. I could quit today. They would hire somebody tomorrow and everybody there would forget me. Hopefully not the boys, but you know what I'm saying. And all I say that it is because a lot of people, I think, are so encapsulated in the idea of work. And I have to spend every waking moment with work that they forget that they've got friends, they've got a life, and they've got a family. Don't forget those who are important to you, who are standing beside you when you're working. And don't you ever not know your worth. If you don't think you're getting paid what you should get paid, you go to your boss and you tell him you need a raise. You want to call in sick? Call in sick. I will tell you this, and a lot of people don't know this. This is just a good tidbit of information that I've learned from knowing people who own companies. It is illegal. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. It is illegal. If you call in for your employer or anybody else who answers the phone to ask you why you were calling in, do not give them a reason why. Do not let them tell you, I need to know so I can write it down. No, they do not. That is illegal. If you call in, it's your time. Take it. Don't be the a-hole that calls in five minutes before work starts. Everybody hates that guy or girl. But I just want you to know that they can legally not ask. They will tell you, can you tell me why you say no, write down what you want. I've done that. I said, you can tell them I'm puking and having diarrhea. You can tell them I'm going to swim with the kids today. I don't care. I'm not going to be there. Have fun. I say go get your money. Uh, A lot of people, and I was one of them for a very long time, were under the impression that it is illegal to talk about pay among your colleagues. That is a very common misconception that a lot of employers, companies will have you believe. It is not. It is highly illegal for any HR supervisors, any of those positions to discuss your pay with another employee. That is between you and the company. Employers cannot discuss that. Employees, colleagues are absolutely legally allowed to, and I think it should be encouraged. If I'm doing a job and you're doing a job, same place, same amount of experience, same everything, same title, same license, and you're getting paid more than I am, then that is wrong. It happens all the time in every line of work. I promise you that. It is Employees should discuss their pay with each other. Or if they get bonuses, discuss those and how much it was. Yes, I got a $2,000 bonus this quarter for you know, my sales record. I don't know if that's even a thing. But discuss that. Because it gives the power to the employees, not the employer. Understand that. And believe me when I tell you that. It is legal for you to discuss that. Don't ever let anyone think it's not. If you find out someone's getting paid less than you and you don't, or more than you and you don't think that that's right, 
present your case. Get yours, man, girl. Um, another thing I've learned at the age of 36 years old, I like to go to bed early. I've never really been a night owl. I never enjoyed it staying up late. Even as a kid, I can remember, like, my mom always joked even now that I would just tell her, hey, I'm ready for bed. I would put myself to bed for bedtime. Our youngest, Rainsley, sweet baby, is just like that. When she's tired, she's going to bed. And I'm okay with it. I kind of feel sorry for my wife sometimes. She uh, started a new job recently. We'll get to that in a minute. Love you, babe. So effing proud of you. But now she's got, like, time where she's not as tired because she's not having to be at work as much as she used to. And she's, like, staying up till midnight, 1, 2 in the morning, watching shows and movies, whatever she's doing. And I'm like, babe, I'm going to bed. It's, like, 10 o'clock. It's 10.30. It's so late. Why are we awake right now? <laughs> not going to bed. And she's, I'm thinking she's following me within the next 20, 30 minutes. And then she gets into bed at 2 a.m. It's just so funny. I saw a meme the other day that said... There's two types of people in this world. One goes to bed at 9 a.m. and one goes to bed at 2 a.m. And those people get married. And I thought that was very fitting for our love and our marriage. I used to try to stay up late, but I just can't do it. Now, if if I'm doing stuff, we've got people over, we're out and about, whatever that case is, cool. I can have the energy to stay up. But if we're just like lounging around watching TV, I'm kind of a sucker and I'm going to bed. Maybe it's because I've just circle the moon or the sun so many times speaking of real quick i just heard a fun fact and i never thought about it until it was actually yesterday which is fitting because today's the b-day i turned 36 but i that is because I, i didn't just turn 36 technically i've lived for 36 years okay i want y'all to let that sink in i don't know if i worded that correctly okay Today is not my 36th year on earth or starting the beginning of my 36th year on earth. I just finished my 36th year on earth because I went from zero months up to 12 months before we started giving ourselves the number one. So we all spent an entire year on this earth before we started counting it. So think about that one. You think you're 40? Technically, you spent 41 years here. It's crazy to think about. So. I don't know. I thought that was so funny and I had to really stop and think about it. So maybe hopefully I explained that well. If not, Google it. I'm an idiot. Another thing I've learned, and this has really been over the last probably two to three years, bourbon, whiskey is better than beer. I don't like beer. I used to like the idea of beer and craft beers and I had beer the month club and ugh. I drink a beer now and I'll be burping for the next four days with the bubble guts. and Bourbon is good. Whiskey's good. Beer, not a fan. Don't offer it to me. I'm going to tell you no. This is like just coming off the top of my head. Hilarious thing because I thought about Mr. Ty on this one. Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey is now being sued. A class action lawsuit that I don't think they have a leg to stand on. Which is stupid we're suing for this. but Because... A lot of their bottles say whiskey, but it's not whiskey. It's actually malt liquor, which I don't know what the hell that even means. Only malt liquors I remember are doing the uh, hurricanes. You know, you used to do like the Edward Forty Hands and drink hurricanes or uh, the OEs. Yeah, y'all forgot about those old English OEs, huh? But those were malt liquor, but I don't really know what that means. I haven't done the delving into. 
uh, but the Fireball Cinnamon Whiskeys is not technically whiskey. It's whiskey flavored. Now, I know for sure it's those little bottles. And the reason I know that is I went to a local grocery store, shout out United, um, not too long ago, and they had the party buckets, which are always a blast. And I know United does not have a liquor license. They only can sell beer and wine. So I thought about it, but I didn't delve into it till my mother, of all people, called me the other day. She likes her little little swig of Fireball once in a while, and she told me that. So I'm wondering, like, if the big bottles that Ty always has in his uh, party bag, maybe that's real whiskey. I'm not sure. But they say it's whiskey flavored is the reason we're suing them. Hilarious. Completely off topic, but the things people will do for money. Last and most importantly is I've learned a lot about family. And I always knew I wanted to be a father. Always knew I wanted to be a husband. This is growing up. I was going to get married and I wanted to have three kids. I don't know why I thought about that, but I did. And here we are. I have a wife and I have three children. So goals achieved there. Um, I was thinking the other night, actually just laying in bed last night, that the things I've achieved in life, going to nursing school and getting my LVN and jumping into the deep end and getting my RN and going into the ICU and doing all these things that I've wanted to do in my career path. All of that would mean nothing if I didn't have them standing next to me. My wife, obviously, number one at the top of that list. Everything that I have in this world, I owe to her. Um, everything. I, it's like Absolutely nothing what I have right now where I am today. Probably including these clothes on my back. Shirt on my back. If it wasn't for my lovely, amazing, hardworking, ass-busting, knows what she wants and she's going to find a way to get it, wife. So thank you for that. I love you so much. And then our three children. And I sure as hell wouldn't have them without her. Obviously, that's the way it works. I did not birth those children. Um, I think everything that I achieved wouldn't mean shit if I came home and I didn't have her and the kids coming up to hug me and ask me about my day and ask me what kind of nurse I am, what I do and all of those things, it would be nothing. It would be meaningless without them. Um, you realize these things when you get older, when you're in high school and college and you think like, Oh, my friends, they're the most important thing. And maybe they are at that time. I'm not saying they're not. We're going to stick together forever. Blah, blah, blah. And then you like meet that person. Mine, obviously my wife that, it's like, holy shit, I honest to God don't remember a life without you. How did I ever consider myself truly happy until I met you? Until we got engaged, until we got married, until we started having children. I have no idea. I probably feel like I was happy. Man, I was a form of happy, but I'm telling you, nothing like I am now. And then you start having children, and you get to see these little kids be raised from little children and babies crying to walking the stage of graduation and touring the Texas Tech campus, and then making straight A's at Tech, and it's it's a crazy journey that these kids take. And looking back and reflecting on these things at the age I am now, I would have never thought that those tiny little things could mean so much to somebody else, such as myself. You know, before your, your friend achieves something, you high-five them, you tell them congrats, and you move on. But when you watch your spouse, your partner, when you watch your children achieve goals in life, it's like the most heartwarming thing in the world to sit back and just watch. Uh, one thing I've learned, though, is kids are so different. Um, I am by far not the world's most perfect father. I try to be, but I definitely fail. 
But one thing I've learned is, is having three children is I have to deal with three personalities. And you have to learn how to navigate between those. Um, for instance, our oldest Reagan is like the most laid back child. Very easy to, I don't know how, like she was easy to punish, I guess, when she needed it when she was growing up. It was the quick snapping point. Honestly, that's all I'd have to do, snap and point, and she would know it's time to straighten up. And that was it. Never, hardly ever got in trouble. I don't think ever really got spankings. Maybe get her phone taken up for a night or two because she's a teenage girl. You know, that'll hit them where it hurts. You don't want to ruin those snap streaks. How am I ever going to continue my snap streak? I'm on three day 347 with my snap streak. You cannot take my phone away and ruin my snap streak, Dad. Apparently, that's a thing. But it's funny because with that one, we go back to our youngest daughter, Rainsley, who is five, going to be six very soon. If I do the snap and point in her, she shattered. This is the most sensitive child. So we're there. If I snap and point at her, she's not going to straighten up. She's going to lose it. She's going to start crying. So you have to learn how to navigate. Well, maybe the stern snap and look, point look. What works with one isn't going to work with this one. Then we have... Mr. Riley Mitchell in the middle, the snap and point on him, he will challenge you and probably point right back and he is not going to break eye contact. That guy is the most strong-willed, hard-headed child I've ever met. Um, If he continues what he's doing, straight A's, just learning and, you know, I think he's going to be the CEO of a company one day. I truly think that if my son speaks, people are going to listen. Because he kind of demands that. Now, yes, he's a kid. And those of y'all that know Riley and I've seen him get a little snippy sometimes. I get it. See what we see. But, man, if I snap and point at him and I'm hoping like Mark and Mindy are laughing. I know Cassandra's laughing. Whoever else that knows Riley, they're they're laughing now because they know good and well he's going to snap and point right back at me. (laughs) So I've learned what works for Reagan does not work for Riley. What works for Riley definitely would not work for Rainsley and so on and so forth. It's an interesting concept. I was thinking about this about a year ago. On In parenting, I never would have thought like you would have to learn how to navigate with children in order to try to do your best to raise them and to, to treat them certain ways. Some people require different types of punishment, love, attention, whatever it is, just like us as adults. You know, I'm not a big touchy-feely guy. Um, You know, some People out there want to be touched and rubbed on 24-7. I say that, but man, nothing makes me happier if my wife puts her hand on my back if I'm driving or she does like that slow rub. So I'm a touchy-feely guy to certain people. But like at work, if I like don't come up and give me a hug, that's disgusting and gross. Some people aren't like that. Some people want to be the person who at work someone comes up and hugs them. point I'm making is, is... We all know as adults, we're all completely different, but I think it's very easy to forget that our humans, when I say our humans, our our children, are the same exact way. They're not the same. So why should they be treated the same as the other one? I am a twin. Today is both of our birthdays. If you didn't know, my birthday is also Gentry's birthday. The reason I say that, first of all, shout out Gentry. I know he's not listening because I don't think he listens to podcasts, but happy birthday anyways. It's funny because him and I are as different as two human beings I've ever been. One thing I didn't realize until I became older and people on Facebook and stuff who I know who have twins, my parents never, 
ever dressed us the same. And I say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to them. We did not have to have the same teachers and we did not have to enjoy the same things. Why? Because my parents understood that Gentry and I are different people and we have our own identities. When I see people dress their twins the same, my first initial thought is, holy cow, if that's not the cutest thing I've ever seen in the world. Especially if they're like two girls or two boys, the girls in the pigtails, whatever. I do honestly think it is adorable. But then I immediately switch over to the twin in me and thinking you're not allowing these kids to express themselves individually. You're forcing them to express themselves as one. They are not the same kid. They probably are interested in different things. I'm not dogging parents who do that, but I'm saying take a step back. Look at what you're doing and saying, hey, am I allowing them to express themselves or am I trying to get the oohs and the ahs on Facebook on how cute they look matching? Maybe you disagree. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion, but I do feel like I have more of a say because I am a twin personally. Um, Gentry was always very good at baseball. That's no secret to anybody. I sure as hell thought I was, but baseball wasn't my thing. I thought I was going to be an NBA player. Not Exactly. I knew I wasn't going to make the NBA, but man, did I love basketball. I was, hands down, without a doubt in anybody's mind, probably the worst basketball player to ever try out for the Friendship Junior High team. I sucked. I couldn't make a layup, couldn't make a jump shot, couldn't make a three throw, free throw, couldn't make a three-pointer. But man, I thought I was good in my garage or in my driveway. reason I say that is Gentry hated basketball. I think he played like one year and then... Went, but you know what? My parents didn't force him to play, and they definitely let me play. Um, when I decided sports wasn't my thing, my parents didn't argue with me and tell me you're going to play sports and blah, blah, blah. They said, cool, let's go find what you're into. Um, let children have their own identity is what I'm getting at, especially twin parents. Come on now. I feel like I'm rambling. I'm excited to be recording again. Um, I haven't done this in a very long time. I did think the other day, I was like, man, I just want to start recording again. I love listening to Ty. Mark got a couple episodes coming out. I'm like, why am I? I need to get that creative juices flowing again. I'm kind of established in my new job as an RN. We've got our new house that we're comfortable in, and I need to do something. So hopefully I've got some more episodes. I do have a whole list of things, people that I want to bring on. Zach Tayarina, buddy, I'm so sorry I didn't schedule this over Christmas break like we promised. You're coming over. Zach uh, Tayarina started a business called Fungo Productions. I think it's Productions. If it's not Zach, I apologize. But Fungo. Uh, follow him on Instagram or Facebook because what he is doing with photography is mind-blowing. He's doing action shots, lots of sports stuff. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen, and no one's competing with him. And I sure as hell no one hell hope no one tries to in Lubbock because if you do, we'll all know where you got those ideas. We had the cheesy, stupid little... Baseball pictures growing up where you're holding the bat on your shoulder. You look like you're pissed off and that wasn't zoomed in or anything. Zach took that shit to a whole new level. Congratulations, ZT. You're coming on. I promise we're going to make it work. I've got a whole list of other people. I also have some ideas. I think some of these new episodes may just be me rambling. I hope people listen. If you don't, whatever. I'll, I mean, I will know because I can check uh, viewership, listenership. Um, I wanted to do a full-blown episode on anybody out there, and there are tons of them on TikTok. I don't know if anybody I know thought that DeMar Hamlin died and the NFL was covering it up. And I had all these things on why I was going to prove you wrong. And then the day I was going to record, I'm not exaggerating, the day I was going to record, 
DeMar Hamlin comes out on does a full blown, like, I don't know if it's an interview, but he went public and thanked everybody and why it took him so long to say stuff. It's like, damn it. If I could have got that episode in just one day sooner. Um, I am going to ask though, just real quick. And I want a wholehearted answer. If anybody out there thinks that the NFL is rigged, please let me know. Send me a message or a text message or something. If you know me, I would honestly like to have a legitimate conversation on how poppycock that is. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to get into too much of it. But I'm listen. I mean, somebody who truly thinks that I'm not talking about any Dallas Cowboys fans that are sore losers because they truly thought this year would be the year. Shocker, spoil alert, it wasn't. Go back and listen to the Pick 4 podcast that we do for football every year. At the beginning of this football season, I could have swore somebody, some guy with a sexy voice, said on the Pick 4 podcast, sorry to tell you guys, but once again, this is not the year. Man, y'all's hopes got up. I will tell you, though, I watched every Cowboys game. It was excited for people who are true fans. Either way, what the point is, is don't be that guy who thinks that wants to come on and say the NFL's rigged because the Cowboys didn't make it to the NFC Championship or AFC. I don't even know which one they play in. But for real though, because I like a lot, I fall into those stupid TikTok rabbit holes and people like truly think that. And I think that's a little silly. And I'm going to explain why if someone wants to have that conversation. I think I'm officially out of things to say. Just wanted to get out here and get my voice going. Creative juices flowing. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to my brother, my twin, Gentry. Um, we convinced Jordan Overstreet in high school and junior high that we were step twins. And I didn't know until we were about 21, 22. She, honest to God, believed us. I, I thought she knew it was a joke. That is the funniest thing in the world. Um, we are not step twins. We come from the same parents there. Um, just wanted to, you know, I think the older you get, the more you see life differently. Um, I do want to say real quick before I let you go. Congratulations to my amazing, lovely wife, Cassandra. She uh, took a very scary plunge. I don't know. I guess it's been about a month ago. Um, took a complete whole new endeavor in her career, nurse practitioning career. Um, she earned the hell out of it. She busted her ass for a very long time. And now she's getting to uh, do something that she probably never thought she would be doing. And she's loving every minute of it. Uh, her business partner is actually fixing to be a guest on us. I highly advise you to listen for hormone replacement. I'll get into depth more whenever Shane Frankel comes on. It's not about him. This is about Cassandra, baby. I love you. I'm so proud of you. Um, once again, you set your mind to something and you achieved it. Keep working hard. You have earned this, this is yours. Own it. Congratulations. Uh, she is Botox certified. Uh, very, very shortly, we are going to get that business up and rolling. So I, women and men, yes, I know plenty of men that get Botox. It doesn't have to just be for women that are interested, wanting to switch over from one uh, anesthetician to the other. Be on the lookout on social medias and this uh, fine podcast. We will get you hooked up, have some good prices. We've got a lot of cool stuff planned for that um, as she continues her endeavor in growing her business. Love you, babe. Love all of you. Thank you all for listening. I hope this gets more than four listens, which would be me, Cassandra, Mark, and Ty. 
Uh, it's been a while. I hope to say that we are back, but we are definitely back for now, so that's got to count for something. We will see you now, or we'll see you on the other time. <laughs>